0: Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show.
1: What you think, Joe, and what your audience think that they know about me, it's all a lie. It's all a lie that was orchestrated by Trump and Barr, and that's why I have the lawsuit against the U.S. government when they unconstitutionally remanded me back to Otisville a second time by luring me down to 500 Pearl Street. What, what I've done in this book is I have shown what Donald Trump can do and what a narcissistic sociopath who sits in the Oval Office can do. If they can do it to me, just think what they can do to you.
0: Michael Cohen, thanks for coming on The Madison Show um joe thanks for having me it's and uh, and we'll talk again well we are talking again <laughs> and, and here he is thank you michael Cohn. <laughs> how you doing joe well you know thank you for coming on the book the re, uh, revenge not the revenge but revenge um you know, I guess I'm sort of paraphrasing Shakespeare, what revenge is eaten from a cold plate. I used to use that all the all the time. And following that, the news today is um, uh- Bannon is going to be sentenced today. Well, in all fairness, that's just the beginning of the news cycle. Captain Chaos
1: hasn't actually awoken yet, so I'm sorry. Hurt, that the second he wakes up, he'll be doing something on that untruth social platform of his, and he'll start with something again, because for him, it's about deflection. But you know, it's funny. I, there's so many adages about revenge, and there's one that really took me uh, early, early on when I was coming up with the name revenge, and there's, a, there's an old adage that says, to exact revenge for yourself or your friends is not only a right, it's an absolute duty. And in this specific case, I thought it very appropriate considering we were talking about the most corrupt investigation into a United States citizen in American history, that being me. I am the first political prisoner held by my own country because I refused to waive my First Amendment constitutional right
0: you also let, let's talk about this book in terms of details do are you are you uncovering in in the in, in revenge the dirty some of the dirty little details uh and what would surprise and forgive me cuz i they I, they didn't get the book to me before the interview so i always remember something larry king used to say Uh, convince me why I should buy it. (laughs) What's in it? Convince this audience why they should buy it. Sure. And by the way, you let me know after
1: the show, you know, who over at the publishing house didn't, so I can make a phone call to them on that one. I can't believe you didn't get the book.
0: Sam will will take care of it. We will. We'll Uh, do that.
1: All righty. So, look, not only do I provide information that nobody would know about, I get that information from FBI agents, former and existing, from judges that are there at the Southern District of New York. We get information from former prosecutors of the Southern District of New York, as well as other government officials and attorneys. The in, the part that people don't know, and again, the part that they don't know about me, is everything. You know, what happened to me was, Trump through his knowledge of how to abuse the media or use the media for his own advantage to portray me as um, as this convicted liar and without even the media taking on the the notion that what did I lie about I lied at the direction of and for the benefit of Donald J Trump and the big lie that this was all circulating around was the number of times that I spoke to Trump campaign about a failed real estate project in Moscow. That was to be known as the Trump tower, Moscow project. Mm -hmm. I told Congress three times. The true answer was I spoke to him 10 times. And in the book, I even put out the email that I had received that helped me to draft the document that I spoke to Congress and I read to Congress. And whose name is on it? Uh, Jared, Ivanka, Trump, Jay Sekulow, it's CC to guys like Ty Cobb and to, um, uh, all of, you know, all of the attorneys that were there representing each and every one of these individuals. This was a coordinated effort. And yet I was the only one that was charged with anything, including, as you'll see in the book, I was forced to plead guilty to a multitude of charges, none of which I committed, including, for example, the payment to Karen McDougall, who was the second female that trump was having an affair with she's the former playboy playmate right. not only did i have to plead guilty to it but i was fined and partially sentenced for it when in fact if you google it right now on your on your computer or your cell phone you'll see that david pecker acknowledged and he's the ceo and the president of um ami uh, national Enquirer. he paid it i was just asked by donald To look over the contract to ensure that he was protected.
0: Why? Here, look, and maybe this is not the question. What made you, and if I'm wrong in the question, what made Michael Cohen an easy target? Well, I
1: think I made a terrible, terrible mistake. Actually, in fact, more than one. But I think the big mistake that I had made is when I had spoken to Vanity Fair and um, to Emily Jane Fox, and I had said that I would take a bullet for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think somewhere along the line, he obviously saw that and accepted it that he would be the fall guy so that They could put an end to this Russian collusion um, nonsense that he kept trying to dispel. And there were so many reasons why that I ended up becoming the fall guy, you know, for him. Um, None of which, unfortunately, was true. But when they threatened to file on a Friday, I believe it was like August 17th or August 18th, that... It the very first time that we spoke and we met with the Southern District of New York with uh, Kazami and uh, my lawyer met with this guy Tom McKay from, uh, from SDNY, and they stated, if you don't have your client plead guilty and come in on Monday, 48 hours later, they were filing an 85-page indictment that was going to include my wife. Whoa. What what does she have? Why? Well, because what happened was I was the subject for a second time of identity theft. There was a gentleman, and I have a photo of him. I have a police report. This isn't some made-up nonsense. I I have a police report. Even Secret Service got involved into it. He somehow had a New York ID uh, with my name, my information on it, a legitimate New York ID. But his photo, and he was going into Capital One banks, uh, specifically in New Jersey, and cleaning out my bank accounts. What? So they froze all of my bank accounts at my request in order to prevent the theft of the money. Right. And so when I was receiving the $35,000 per month checks, which was the payment back to me by Trump for putting out, laying out the money for the Stormy Daniels NDA, as well as some other things, I put them into my wife's account at the same bank, at at Capital One. So they claim that she was a co-conspirator to the Hush Money Payments. My wife knew nothing, and the reason she knew nothing, which is why I took the money out of the equity line, the home equity line of credit, the HELOC, was because I didn't want her to know. Could you imagine telling your spouse? That, hey, there's $130,000 missing from the bank account, Uh, and they ask you why, and you're trying to say, I just can't tell you. I know one thing. That's not going to fly with my wife.
0: Well, my wife is sitting here as my executive producer, and she's looking at me. Don't even, well, she has a microphone. Don't even think about it. Yeah, don't even think about it. That's not going to fly. Telling her, no, I'm not going to tell you what the money was for. That's not going to fly. Wow. <laughs> and all all this is in revenge. And more. And more. And
1: more because what we're going to find out is that think about the real, the real Kepa in this book really goes down to the unconstitutional remand of me back to Otisville, laying out everything, speaking to various different people, including the folks over at GEO, which is the third party administrator for the ankle monitors and the um, home confinement scenario. I am like the first person that this man met in 30 years of working for this company that didn't go to their facility, but rather was brought down to 500 Pearl Street by a guy named Adam Pakula and a woman by the name of Enid Phoebus, who worked for the Department of Probation Corrections. i was brought down to 500 Pearl Street. I cannot speak to media. I cannot be speaking to you, Joe. Cannot publish the book disloyal, my first book, cannot work on a movie, a documentary, nothing. Not only can I not do it, but neither can my family or my friends, as if I have control over that going to give me the monitor. I said, listen, this is unconstitutional. It's a violation of my First Amendment right. Can we work on trying to figure out how to tamp down the language? And they said, "Okay, let us reach out to our superiors." And I go through in grave detail with people who were there, as well as members of, of law enforcement. And then they had three marshals and handcuff
0: and shackle me. They shackled me like I was Hannibal Lecter. Is there at Michael Cohen? The book is revenge. It's out now. Let me let me ask this: Is is there? is there any at any point in time in the future that a, that the, the book revenge which I, I i imagine everything can be substantiated because you as the kids young people say you've got the receipts um by the way i put them in the book can any and of it's all of the documents in the book what, can any of this clear your name or free you from what you, you, you're you you're going through or is, in essence, you're stuck?
1: Well, look, it, to free yourself, you have to be able to do that in your heart in your mind. Um, you know, nobody can free you except for yourself. Uh, I know what I did wrong. I know what I did not do wrong. For example, the tax evasion charges. But I write this book, More, not so much to clear my name. I walk the streets with my head up high because I know I never stole a dollar from anyone or any institution. That was even acknowledged by the judge, Judge Pauley. But I do this more as an advocate against the Department of Justice, against the Bureau of Prisons, Department of Corrections, and so on. Because rest assured, if they can do this to me, think about what they can do to you. Right. Right? Because anything. Look, at the end of the day, this book is and why it's so relevant for people to read. It is a roadmap of how Donald Trump weaponized the Justice Department, not just to silence his critics, but on top of that, to create an autocracy out of our democracy. And if you don't read, unlike other people's books where they say, oh, Donald is a racist. He's a sexist, misogynist, xenophobe, homophobe, Islamophobe, anti-Semite. We already know that. That's not new news. What this book does is it provides you with a roadmap of how Donald Trump tried to take over this country, how to convert our democracy into an autocracy, making him, of course, the king, the monarch, the supreme leader, the ruler, and... By understanding what he did to me, using my case as an example, then what we're able to do is to ensure that this never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, whether it's Trump or a Trump 2.0 who comes in after him using Trumpism, that they can never do it to you. Because the big problem is all of these individuals with the power, they all have enemies list. And for all you know, Joe, you could be on it as well. I know for a fact I am on the Donald Trump enemies list. If there's an enemies list and this book is not read and it's not followed and it's not understood, what happened to me will happen to you.
0: Okay, now let me close by by asking it's the midterm. How significant is this midterm? Because I've been saying, this, you, we got to nip this in the bud, and it's, that still doesn't get it. But you, your thought about why people have got to vote in this midterm. This is by far, and I know every single midterm and every single general election,
1: people hear the same line over and over, and you become numb to it. Not this time, please, to all of your listeners. And I use my podcast, Mayor Culpa, as a forum to say the exact same thing, Joe. If you do not get out there and vote, and if there is not going to be a blue wave, the America that you grew up with, the America that you know today, will not be the America that you see tomorrow. This is the most consequential midterm. Election. Let me be very straight with you on this, and I know I don't want to go over time on it. No, we got hey, hey,
0: hey. We got plenty of time. You take your time.
1: Okay. So, Joe, why I say it is the most consequential midterm election, at least in my lifetime, is because I promise you, if the Republicans take the House, they are expected to do until, of course, the road decision. Now it's at least is somewhat of a toss-up the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to file articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. And they'll probably file articles of impeachment against Kamala Harris as well. Now, the question becomes, why are they going to file these impeachments? Because you did it to our guy, we're going to do it to your guy. And there are so many sycophantic, insane Republicans that are there that are following Trumpism, which is the same as fascism, that they will do this his honor, the same way that these people storm the Capitol in his honor, they will do the same thing in terms of filing articles of impeachment against President Biden and Vice President Harris. That is a guarantee. Now, here's the bad part. If, in fact, that there is a change, and I don't believe that there will be, but if there is, in the Senate, that's the jury, that's the ones that will convict on the articles of impeachment. They didn't have that with the, um, mm-hmm. the past administration when Trump was brought up on not one but two impeachment. The Senate, before the case even got to the Senate, they already decided that they were not going to convict. Right. They take House and Senate, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris are gone. So why I turn around and say this is the most consequential because the Republicans will attempt to use this as a way of securing power to secure the White House in 2024, regardless whether it's Trump, DeSantis, or any of the other maniacs that are out there. Again, the democracy that we grew up with, the, the starry decisis cases like the Roe v. Wade, the Obergefell, and so many others will all be overturned remanded back to states, and these states will then go ahead. They will, they will do like what so many of the others are. They will just completely outlaw it in the state. This is, again, the most consequential midterm. So please, 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 not only get yourself to the voting uh, to the voting boots, but if your next-door neighbor doesn't have access to a car or needs a ride, whatever it is, Grab four or five people and bring them with you. Make a little event out of it and let's make a blue
0: wave like the Republicans have never seen before. Michael Cohen, the book. Michael Cohen, the book is out. Revenge. And let me make sure you understand. The receipts are in the book. Behind the scenes story. Dirty little details They're all there. It's all there. And I'm going to tell you one
1: more thing. Yeah. It's
0: been so well
1: received. I received a phone call yesterday from the New York Times bestsellers list. It actually made the bestsellers list um, at number eight. Wow. So I'm really proud of that.
0: Well, maybe after this interview, it'll be number one. So
1: <laughs> thank you. That would be nice. It would take my friend Maggie Haberman out of that position. Well, she's you know, she's been,
0: she's been there for a while. There's room. Yeah, she's uh, wonderful. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Michael Cohen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Joe,
1: it's really good to speak to you. We'll thank talk
0: you so much. And please, everybody, make sure you get out and vote. All right. That's our message. There you go.